Hello and welcome to the Beloved Beer podcast, coming to you from the base of the Temple Bar in Manchester, which is basically just a middle of, we're literally in the middle of the road. Yeah, quite literally. Actually in the middle of the in road. A in, a, in a refurbished Victorian toilet. Um, smelling of mould mine. Underground not, Manchester. Not um, we're here to basically just do a quick recording, just excuse the music, yeah. um, of Modelo, which is a beer we've come across, which is the Mexican beer on our list. Yeah. So we thought, why not just stop by in this bar and neck it, talk a little bit about it, and then rate it. Yeah, it might be a short episode. Well, Could be a short one. Episode of this one. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we might pair it with something else. We don't know when you'll hear it, what it'll be attached to, but anyway. Right, the beer's called Modelo, it's from Mexico. Um, how surprised, because obviously we, we the, the, the beer bucket list that we had and we were given, we don't really have any control over the beers that were, were put on it. Obviously when you think Mexico, the first beer you think of is... Corona. Exactly. Which I don't like. Do you not? No. I don't mind it. In fact, the barman just asked us if we wanted lime in this, didn't he? Yeah. Which must be a it must be a Mexican, Mexican thing. reference. I don't know. Yeah, must be. We declined, both of us. Just we both declined. Do you? Are you totally against a lime in a beer? For me, there's there is no place for fruit in beer. <laughs> um, I I don't mind a lime with a Corona, but I generally if I'm if I'm asked to have it without. Yeah. If they just stick it in, then I normally just take it out and put it on side. Yeah. I just don't see what benefit it gives. I mean, we have been discussing Rattlers today, actually, so maybe it's yeah. the same sort of theory. Um, but um, anyway, yeah, so we're on Modelo. Um, it's a weird shaped bottle. We have had this before, before the pod existed. We have, yeah. Another one, um, which we bought from Home and Bargains. Another absolute bargain of a beer. Um, but it's a really, it's a very odd shaped bottle, so it feels like it's got a bit more personality on it. Yeah, quite stubby. It's 355 mil. Not your normal 330. So that's so weird, isn't it? Slightly weird, um, weird measurement. It's got foil around the, the neck and the lid as well. Yeah, foil top, count. foil lid. We're drinking it from a bottle, we're not drinking it draft. Yeah. Um, 4.5%, so this should be near my sort of perfect. It's 0.2 off your perfect. It's not far off, is it? So it's good. Um, now, I can't remember what we reviewed this as last time, and I can't look because there's no signal. Well, I'm fa- yeah, so we've got no research. So it's basically just going to be <coughs> bareback beer. We did a it's recording raw. earlier, didn't we, for Tenants, which will, which will have already been and gone yeah. by the time we listen to this. Yeah. That we actually, I actually sat down and took some notes and actually researched the beer. Yeah. We've just come in totally cold. We know nothing. We can we probably just... say Happy New Year now, because this is probably going to be probably, January. Yeah, Happy yeah. New Year, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it what? might not, but it might still Think be. Think of all the things that could have happened. Yeah. Maybe Sean Connery's dead. Maybe he's dead. <laughs> Maybe we're out of Europe. Who knows? Maybe. No, we've no, got a late dem leader. No, no, she's not winning. <laughs> she's not winning. Corbyn could have been fired. Who knows? Well, if he hasn't won, well, the election would have already finished by this point. So, yeah. If he hasn't won, he's gone. He's won. Yeah, definitely. Um, and if he hasn't won, then we've still got Boris. Oh, fuck's sake. So who knows what sort of we're dystopian, still, still doomed, don't we? dystopian future that um, you're living in by the time you listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, so back to Modelo, Mexico. Mexico. What do you know about Mexico? Tell me. Give me a fact about Mexico. I, I've got nothing. <laughs> it's big. 
It's big, has a border with the US. With no wall. Donald Trump doesn't like them. No. Yeah. Wants to build a wall. What well, hasn't got one yet? Well, isn't there already some sort of fencing? There's something there already, isn't there? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how they manage it. It's not really. I don't really care. Frankly, no. Maybe. I think they're a bit like us. And actually, they don't. They don't realise how much they rely on how reliant they are on Mexican migrant labour. Even though the way they get there is different to obviously how EU migrants get here. Yeah. People don't realise how much we rely on migration, fulfilling jobs and keeping services going, etc. So I think a lot of the... Well, that's just Trump for you, though, isn't it? Well, it's ignorance. So it is ignorance. And it is an ignorant... We're, we're ignorant of immigrants in this country, and I think Trump, Trump-land Americans are ignorant of yeah. Mexicans. And Hello to our American listeners. <laughs> Oh, we, we do still have Stick them. with us, yeah. We might have done. We hope you like Mexicans. They could be sitting now in their MAGA hats like, for fuck's sake, I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, we like Mexican beer, but we don't like Bud Light, so... Yeah. Or well, Bud Light that we... Uh, so I had this... Beer, I confess, I had this beer um, less than a week ago. Yes, you did, didn't we you? Recording. In Northwich. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a bar in Northwich now started doing this. This seems to be cropping up. And I think I know the reason why. Yeah. So Grupo Modelo... Which is, the, which is obviously the brewery or whatever, or whoever's responsible for this beer, is owned by Anheuser-Busch, who owns, seems like everyone. Of course, yeah. Um, who weirdly also have Corona. Right. They have Maybe Corona. that's why they don't tend to import it then, as much. Because, Not as common, is it? Definitely. Yeah, because obviously Corona is a global brand. Yeah. So you get Corona pretty much all over the world. Modelo is probably the sort of the um, you know the film well, what I'm asking about films you know the film Twins no. Arnold Schwarzenegger Danny DeVito no and they're twins no you've never seen Twins no <laughs> anyway I was discussing this with my wife last week actually I said to her you've sort of got to the stage now where you realise that mentioning any reference to film to me you're going to get nowhere with it yeah but you've got to that stage in the last couple of episodes and you've sort of realised that it's pointless yeah because I know nothing about films you really have this sort of <laughs> pop culture vacuum yeah. that I struggle with yeah films is just not my thing um, anyway right do you, to, do you want to explain the, the plot of twins yeah go on so um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Daniel DeVito are twins right as a result of a medical experiment where basically this woman basically um, has this kind of say genetically enhanced baby but it's a science experiment Arnie's born but anyway it ends up being a second baby which is Danny DeVito right so Arnold Schwarzenegger basically lives on an island he's well educated obviously brick shit house yeah yeah and he basically um, his adopted father tells him of the fact that he has a, a brother right so he basically rose inexplicably rose from this island to America right to find Dan DeVito who's basically the polar opposite so he's he's a small kind of a sleazy kind of guy Schwarzenegger's this pure very innocent naive guy it's kind of a fish out of water type thing but he kind of they 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 kind of learn get to know each other and stuff and anyway it's very good I'd recommend it I'm explaining something to you that basically almost everyone who listens to this podcast will have already seen many times how does that relate to Modelo Beer? Uh, what was my I can't remember but yeah so so what I was going to say was was that Corona right. was Arnold Schwarzenegger and Modelo 
even by design of the bottle, it's short and stubby. Right. It's basically the, the Danny DeVito I'm with you. to Corona's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I get it. Yep. Arnold Schwarzenegger, global superstar, everyone knows him all over the world. Danny DeVito, as, the, as this beer, is very good, however, slightly lesser known and not really as less fashionable, highly fashionable, yeah, 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 yeah. fashionable yeah. regarded. So we're basically drinking Danny DeVito. What a thought. Of Mexican beers. What a thought. But you know what? I like Danny DeVito and I like Modelo. Do you know any famous Mexicans? Um, I can't There's Canelo Alvarez, the boxer. Right. He's Mexican. There's loads of Mexican actors, but I've, that you see in films. But you know, you don't watch films. Well, but I would. It's lost on me. Yeah. But if I gave you the names or whatever, then you'd be like, eh. I don't know any, and I can't Google it, obviously. Because I, I could, I'm, I was a bit of a film buff in my youth. Right. So I was very good at remembering. In like film stuff, you always have that that guy from that thing. Actors, character actors that pop up in loads of things. That are in loads of films that aren't really famous. Right. And there's a Mexican one called Luis Huzman, uh, who was in a load of films around sort of late nineties, early two thousands. He was a, that guy from that thing. Right. I was very good at remembering those the names of those Random actors. people. Yeah. Yeah. Which is absolutely worthless in real life situations. Well, it would have been good for now, really. Well, yeah. well yeah, but you well, don't. Yeah, right. I'm having a conversation, but you, know, you have no idea who he is. No, I don't. I have no clue. The listener may not know who he is. No. Um, it's a point. It's, it's a pointless line of conversation, if I'm honest. We haven't really discussed the beer yet. What do you think of the beer? It's all right. It's, 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 it's all right. It's, it's decent. It's nothing special, but it's not bad. It's not bad. I liked it. I enjoyed it the first time I had it. I enjoyed it last week when I had it in, in Northwich. It's just um, a pretty nice, clean, inoffensive beer. We had this a few months ago, didn't we? It was a while ago now. Yeah. We had quite a large session one night in the summer um, when we drank it, among with many other beers. It was alright from what I can remember. Yeah, it was touching with a lot of others. It was pretty. I wouldn't say it's memorable. No. But it was decent. I'm not a fan of the foil neck. I feel like it gets in the way. Well, I think that the, the bartender is, hasn't quite. He's not peeled it properly. Not, well, you kind of have to peel it a little bit to get out a bit yeah. away from the, from the lip of the bottle. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on this bar as well? I mean, you know, as we're on location, we may as well discuss it, haven't we? We are. So, yeah. So, I, I'd seen this bar. Um, maybe a couple of years ago when I dropped my wife off she was going to see something I think it was Mamma Mia which I have no interest in so I dropped her I think it was her and her mum that had gone so I dropped them off and I had a couple of hours to kill and I think I went to see a film come what it was I went to see something with George Clooney's in it no point telling you because you won't see it who's George Clooney exactly <laughs> so um I remember walking past this bar, but, but just basically walking, crossing a street, and there was like this little sort of canopy with a stairwell going down. It's a bit thought, of a large canopy, isn't it? It's yeah. like very 80s. Uh, it said the temple on it, and I thought, that looks really interesting. At the time, I was kind of like, well, I can't really have a pint. I, I was going to go see this film, whatever, so I sort of walked past it and just was curious and thought, 
if the opportunity presents itself, I'd like to come back and have a beer. It's a bit of a dungeon, isn't it? It's very dark. All the, the walls, I mean, it doesn't help itself. The walls and ceiling are all black. Um, there's a bit of orange. Is it orange or... I can't even tell because it's yeah. weird lights, yeah. but it looks orange from here. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you've never been, just Google the Temple Bar Manchester and you'll see yeah. images of it. It's quite sort of tight and closed. Nice bit of Victorian tiling coming down the stairs. I like a bit of tiling. I'm into my tiles. It's, it's um, reminiscent of London Underground, isn't it? The tiling on the outside of the bar. So yeah, it's very Victorian, in, isn't it? Very yeah. Victorian era. I like Victorian era buildings and architecture. It's fantastic. Um, but I'm going to have to go and check the toilets out shortly as well. Because obviously Are you now we're going to break the seal on the day. You break, I've already been. We went to Albert Slosh earlier. Oh on yeah, of course we went to Albert Slosh. Some photos yeah. which we'll upload. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I feel like as we're in the toilet, I need to check the toilets out. Yeah. I've seen them online and they look absolutely horrendous. A toilet within a toilet. Yeah, exactly. Exception. Um, we discussed earlier on. Now I've got a TV reference for you. Oh. Um, as we discussed this morning, actually, um, plebs, ITV show. Yeah. Um, now you won't get many film references out of me, but TV—that's more my forte, except yep. friends. But plebs, at the moment, the last couple of series is based um, in a toilet, converted toilet, pretty much exactly the same as this. Um, but Rome. Yeah, in ancient Rome, it's got many um, like modern references to it. Fantastic program. Um, underrated. Um, but anyway, it's based in the same sort of setting as this. But they don't get anyone actually going in there. You know, they don't get any customers. Whereas this, I mean, there's five other people in here now apart from us. It's not very big. No. It's, I mean, there's one, two, three, there's, there's less four, five, than, six, there's seven, eight. Ten, there's ten yeah, tables. Yeah, ten tables with in the whole two bar. seats at each. And they're all like little sort of small two-seater. It's very yeah. intimate, very small, very claustrophobic. Yeah. Well, I like that. It's cosy. It's nice. It is cosy. It's, yeah. It's quite basic. It's quite a bit rough and ready. It's rustic. Rustic is the word. Yeah. yeah. I like it. And they've got a good set. We, we drank this beer because this was on our list. Yeah. There's actually two or three other beers I probably would have drunk ahead of this. To be honest, but yeah. it's on the list, wasn't it? So we have to do it. It's on the list. I think we should get back to the beer. Back to the beer. Um. Anyone famous? Well, we don't know any famous Mexicans that can drink it. No, so. but I have a thing. So, right. Oh, I have to reference films again. You know who Vin Diesel is, don't you? Yes. Right. Have you ever seen the Fast and the Furious film? Yes. Great. Okay. We're on something. <laughs> the, the beer, the Fast and Furious film, so always you get like when Vin Diesel's talking about like family and all that, it's, he's always drinking Coronas. Right. I would be curious to basically give Vin Diesel one of these and see that if... Swap it for a Modelo. Swap it out. Because I actually prefer this to Corona. Do you? Um, yeah, I, I actively dislike Corona. I don't. I, I, I don't mind Corona. Um, I wouldn't drink it. I really do not like it. Whereas this, this I, I do like it, yeah. This, without a doubt, is better, yeah. And it's, this, it's rarer. This, yeah, for us anyway, it's rarer, so you yes. don't see it around. And around. it tastes better, but I think where it suffers is is that the um, even though the design is different and a little bit quirky it, it suffers from not being um, iconic in the way that Corona is yeah because Corona how has that even become iconic I don't, I don't know. know maybe Vin Diesel has something to do with it serving they've started doing Corona on draft we passed the bar had it on draft today yeah um, the bar called Revolution de Cuba which we passed on the way to Albert Schloss they had it there today. they had it in there on draft and um, they started doing with it with a lime dispenser Interesting. They do it in the Cheshire Cat round the corner from me. 
uh, from my house. Um, apparently it's one of the first bars in the country to have it on draft. Um, not that I particularly want to try it because I don't like it, but they have, curious, they've but got a nice pint glass. I saw one last night yeah. while I was out. Yeah, it was good. I'd be curious. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I prefer Modelo. We're not really doing much content on the beer today. Um, so I do apologise to our listeners. No, it's just a nice beer. What, I mean, I don't know what it's else. a nice beer. It's nothing special though. Um, should we move on to ratings? Should we just rate it? Should we move on to rate it? Right, okay. What are we rating it? See, now we've got no prior knowledge of what we gave it last time. We've got no signal, so we can't so, go back so and reference because we're literally subterranean. We're going so totally we're raw now. So this is effectively, bareback. yeah, bareback. This is effectively, effectively a new beer. Um, are we going to do blind ratings? Should we do fingers? Let's do fingers. Let's finger. <laughs> right, ready? Three, two, one. They are matching seven. There we go. Seven so out of seven. seven. It is then. So upper middle. So in fact, no, it's lower high beer. That isn't it. Inoffensive. Uh, what plan? Decent. Yeah. Kind of well, generic in some ways, but yeah. I think it's better than the Corona. Yeah, without if a doubt. If you're after yeah. a Mexican beer, yeah. I would suggest sidestepping Corona, giving this a try. It Maybe try with be, lime. Yeah. If you want. You know. If you want. It seems to be creeping into more places now. Yeah. At least definitely. local to us. Depends where you're listening, obviously. Yeah. We had a listener in the Philippines, you know. Wow. Yeah. Hello, Filipino. Hello to the Philippines. Um, We've got that in stock. Philippines, Red Horse Beer. Yes, that's a future it last week. That's coming up soon. That's a future Keep listening, Filipino man. That'll probably be sort of oh, summer next year by the time you listen to this. <laughs> the amount of beers and episodes we've got stacked up. Right, right okay. I'm right. going to go and check out the toilets in this place. You check out the toilets. Yeah. Where we may, well, I'll tell you what, I might have to edit this out, but we may be back with another beer in this episode. We might not. Depends on which sort of recording ad hoc in Manchester we go around on this sort of goes today, bark yeah. or anything yeah. goes. We just, if we see it, we'll drink it. We might review it. Anyway, FTLOB on tour. Yes. And, oh, socials. Yes, at FTLOB pod. But we might be back with the. Oh, wait, yeah. Another no. half an episode. Let's end the episode. Let's, let's call it that like half an episode and we'll end it with something else. Yeah. And well, if we don't end it with something with another beer, yeah. I'll just, uh, I don't know, I'll sing something at the end. <laughs> <laughs> right. Toilet okay. Time. Right, that's this beer done. Hello, welcome back. Uh, we thought the episode had finished. It has not, because we have ended up in a another sort of... Well, we're in an archway in Manchester, just off Oxford Road, in a pub called the Thirsty Scholar. And we are drinking Weinstefana, which is the German beer on our beer bucket list for 100 different beers, 100 different countries. Uh, I'm joined again by Mark Hyde Johnson. Hello. <laughs> from five minutes ago. Well, well from 26 minutes ago. <coughs> that? Yeah. Right, we're doing this on draft. Um, we've had it before in bottles. Um, I think this is going to be a divisive beer. It is, yeah. So you quite like it, don't you? It's but when I drank beer. it last time, uh, we bought this from Sainsbury's. Well, I bought this from Sainsbury's. Um, I think I only I had it actually. I think that was on that night as well when we were just drinking everything. Um, and I'm pretty sure I had it alone. Um, and I didn't. I wasn't there because I've, I've had this previously. In, I've had this in Germany. We had it. It was the same night that we drank um, Modelo. It uh, was. It was yeah. because you were struggling because of the gas. I was gassy, so very gassy. I um, I cracked on with some wine stuff. Because I'd had it before, so I let I think I let you just crack on with you it. You did, yeah, yeah. I did that to sort of catch up. Yeah. Um, well, so, I was kind of gassy and bloated. And yeah. Something. So this is um, uh, brewed by the Bayerische Stadtbrauerei Weinstefan. 
the Bavarian State Brewery Weinstefara. Competently pronounced. So it's owned by the state. Oh, owned by Germany? Yes. It's like Angela, this is the beer of Angela Merkel. Yes. Okay. The brewery advertises itself as the world's oldest brewery. It does, All work yeah. this claim is disputed. Oh, uh, right. right, it's based in phrasing in Bavaria. Um, Should we just say, right off the bat then, we, we just basically, it claims it's the world's oldest beer and we're just going to go along with it. Yeah. Right. Uh, pretty much, yeah. So it's the oldest beer in the world, effectively. Caveman um, beer. Till the 1950s, a brewery described its date of foundation as the year 1146. At this time, the document allegedly dates the year 1040 resurfaced, blah blah blah, a lot of bollocks. Um, 1803, so it's a state brewery, part of a large wave of German secularisation. Um, the ambulance is all blah blah blah. Uh, 1921, the brewery adopted its current name. Although it is fully owned by the government of Bavaria, it is run as a modern enterprise in line with private centre practices. Um, so it is, it is a state-owned brewery. That's mad, isn't it? It's it's a it's obviously a, like a lager beer, but it's quite um, it's, um, it's kind a of wheat beer, isn't it? It's it's pale and sort of cloudy. It's um, a yeah, white beer then. A wheat beer. It's a white or white a beer. wheat. A vice beer. It's a vice beer. Isn't it? A vice beer in German. So yeah, it's a white beer. Like. Um, it's not too far off. Um, there's a beer that's readily more readily available um, called Erdinger. Erdinger Vice beer, which isn't a million miles away from this. It's actually, sorry to interrupt, it's actually an amber wheat beer. There we go. With its fine poured white foam, it smells of clothes and impresses consumers with its refreshing. And my phone's still loading, so I can't read the rest of it. <laughs> the, um, Are you an impressed consumer? Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, so we, we have had the food, well, we've already tasted it. First sips are done. First um, sips are done, right. So we've got a really creamy head. I like that. Um, it's not my favourite German beer. I'll say that straight away. No. However, I I have a preference for German beers of all kinds, whereas you are kind of take it or leave it, or depends on the beer. I, you can't even see through it, can you, mate? It's, it's very cloudy. Cloudy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'll be amazed if I finish this pint. Really? Put it that way. Yeah. I thought part of the part of the process was we had to we had to see every beer through. All right, I'll see it through. You're gonna have to. That's the rules. We set those rules. Um, do you think Adolf Hitler used to drink wine? <laughs> yeah, but, well, I'm going straight in there. Famous yeah. Germans. He's famous. Don't hold back. Or was he Austrian? Oh, he was actually Austrian. Wasn't I he? think he was actually Austrian. But yeah, does that mean he drank Stiegel? Let's not let's not disperse the name of Stiegel. As far as I'm concerned, he was German. So we reckon. So is this a Nazi beer? <laughs> Well, I mean, all German beers existed at that time would have been Nazi beers because Nazis would have drank. And this is the oldest beer in the world, so. So this is like the this is as German as it gets, isn't it? Being a traditionalist. So if you were going to be the ultimate Nazi German, you would drink this beer. But then lots of non-Nazi Germans would also drink. Point that out. Not all Germans. Not all Germans are Nazis. Yeah. Not all Germans are Nazis. Um. Did I love when you used okay. to build yeah. relations in Germany. Well, I do. Well, my, my, my sister in law used to live in Germany for a few years. She married, um, 
uh, a soldier. So we would go out there to stay in uh, around sort of um, Paderborn area. And uh, this was a girl I had draft with loads of others. And I, I just loved, people were very polite. Could you get this on draft? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, around where I was, it was less common on draft because um, you had more regional big breweries. Right? So Krombacher was one. Um, Paulana, Erdinger, those were the main three that were on draft in the place around where I was. Um, but this was this was one of the beers that I had and, and really enjoyed it. And I I I, I enjoy every Trabantium I really enjoyed. People were very polite. It was so clean as well. Yes, so clean. Exactly that. We went to uh, Leipzig in 2015, I think it was, like four years ago. Um, And the one thing I brought back from that was that it's absolutely spotlessly clean. Pristine. It is absolutely spotless. Um, It's one of them places, like. I'd go Italy every day of the week. I love the place. Whereas Germany, it's just, it's just a bit, it seems a bit boring, doesn't it? It's, it's not. Everything about Germany is just. But it's not. But it, I, I love Leipzig. I absolutely loved it. We only went there because um, Holly, the wife, was at um, a conference in Leipzig. So I went with her. Um, so it's just circumstance really otherwise I would never have gone but I loved it it was really nice I went to Berlin for the day well, that was good. I fed popcorn to a raccoon in Germany did it enjoy it? yeah I can't think of another country where I would have been able to do that how did you do that? in a zoo or something? it was a zoo so right the zoo was it was a zoo called um, oh something Tier Park Tier Park is zoo in Germany so it was a zoo that was like in the middle of nowhere. It was literally like you go drive almost into like a forest and then there's like a turning and there's a little car park and there's a zoo. It's a proper full on zoo. There's tigers, African, you know, you name it, it had a proper zoo. Proper zoo. There was no one there. And it was like, it cost, we parked up, it cost about four euros to get in. Absolute peanuts. No. So it was really cheap to get in. You buy like a bag of food, so it's a bag of popcorn or a bag of like, you know, like the normal sort of feed to give to like goats and stuff. Food food, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and we walked around. I didn't see a single staff member apart from in the um, canteen or the, the restaurant or sort of cafe. It was like it was completely unmanned. And there was no one else in there apart from so me, my wife, um, my sister-in-law, and uh, her husband at the time. And we just wandered around. We had, we, there was there was no there was no soul there. And we had the free run of this zoo. And it was like there was raccoons, porcupines, cheetahs, leopards, tigers, um, zebras, donkeys, giraffes. I mean, it was just it was just you. Incredible. It was like having VIP access to like all these animals that you would never normally get this close to. There was hardly any safety, health and safety at all didn't factor in. So you were like, you could interact with those animals. Like you would get way close to a porcupine than you would ever think you would get here. And all that sort of stuff. And it was honestly, it was one of the best days out. How did you end up feeding popcorn? 
because the, 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 so the, the, when you buy like the bag of feet, it's like one euro for a bag of feet. So they gave me like a bag of popcorn. You wouldn't think raccoons eat popcorn, would you? No. But what's really interesting about raccoons is they have like hands like human hands. So they have like fingers, like proper, so rather than paws, they have, they have proper fingers. So they take it and they sit, so they take the popcorn with their hands out of yours and they nibble on it. And it's honestly, it was amazing. It was one of, honestly, and my wife will tell you, the panel will tell you the same. It was so much fun. It was one of the best days out at a zoo we had ever had. And it was one of the best days out full stop I've ever had. It was honestly absolutely amazing. Because you could go wherever you wanted and it just felt like there was, it was just like a zoo. No one's there. You go, you can go wherever you want, do whatever you want. There was a, like a goat enclosure and the goats were basically just jumping the fence and the goat were going wherever they wanted. So basically because we had feet, for about half of the time we were there, we just had a goat following us around. So, you know, you go and see like monkeys and the goat would be there with you because the goat just wanted to be with you because you had food. So you basically go around the zoo with this goat, almost like a tour guide that can't speak. <laughs> going to all the different enclosures. Yeah, exotic birds and monkeys and no one stopped it. No, no one. And I went to find someone to say that this goat escaped because this goat follows around everywhere. It's just nice and polite and whatever. It was a nice goat. It wasn't like getting on nerves or anything. But it's following you. But I was like, should it be here? So I don't, I, my, my German's very basic, but I managed to find someone. And I sort of tried to in broken German, sort of say like, you know, go, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, nah, it's fine. Whatever. Not bothered. Not bothered, not us. It's not us. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, um, I would I would go back there to visit on, on, on like a holiday in a heartbeat. I went when I went to Berlin on that day out. I, I went to Berlin Zoo actually. Um, Holly was at the um, this conference that she was on. Um, anyway, went up to the zoo, blah blah blah. And then in the afternoon, I went to watch Hertha Berlin. Um, now I can't remember who they played, but it was at the Olympic Stadium. Oh yeah, in Berlin. Right now, I've done at the moment as we speak. Probably when this gets released, I'll have done all 92. But as we speak, I'm on 91. Yeah. Right. Um, What's the last ground, by the way? Spurs. Oh, the, yeah, okay. the new. I, I did White Art Lane, but it's new now, isn't it? So I've got to do Spurs again. Yeah. So we're on, I'm on 91 out of 92, but I've done somewhere in the region of 140 ish grounds, I think, at the moment. Around the world. Around the world. Well, Europe. Europe. Yeah. Mainly Britain. But anyway, but as far as stadia goes, that. I don't like new grounds, it's my thing. I don't like new stadiums, they're just soulless. Exactly that. But the Olympic Stadium, what they've done is the original perimeter, it's like it's not concrete, but it's like sort of it's all sort of built arches all the way around the outside. They've left that um but built a new sort of stand around the inside of it. Yeah. Um, like the new roof, it's really modern facilities. Um, and then at one end behind the goal, there's a great big gap, and there's no seats, no roof, nothing. But that's where Hitler did his speech. But wasn't that where they put the Olympic flame? Yeah. And there's a gap where that was, and it's that gap is like like where the Olympic rings were. It's still there. That's. I will go as far as saying that is my favourite stadium I've ever been. Really? It is that good. Stunning, beautiful place. But you've been to Anfield. How can it be better than Anfield? 
there's a bit of a myth about Anfield having the best atmosphere. It's not a myth. It's a myth. It's not a myth. It might not be a myth for your weeknight Champions League games, but when it comes to your average games against your Norwich City when I visit it, it's a myth. It's a myth. And maybe at some, as, at some point if they're same as Newcastle, that's also a myth. No, I've been no I've been to St James's Park for a league game, uh, Sunday lunchtime league game, and it was going off. And they were losing three one and it was still going <laughs> off. There was there was fat George with the tops off, it was like <laughs> They're just happy regardless. At some point, if I get the chance, I will get you on an Anfield European night. It is honestly, there's nothing like it. But <coughs> Friday night, like we were in August, it was just, just and the view in the away end is shit. It's dreadful. But we don't care about your view in the away end. Well, apparently they've. Um, Announced plans yesterday. I think, yeah, he's standing up. getting done. Yeah. But the list might not be interested in that. But, but yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Back to Germany. Back to the. Pit. If, you, if you're going to go on a tour of anywhere on football stadium in Europe, go to the Olympia Stadion. It is amazing. Absolutely amazing place. Loved it. And there's a, a great big. I can't remember much about it now, but it's a massive um, like field and. Stuff behind that end where the, the rings were, where it, it, it went for all that shit. Um, and I think, as far as, as far as I can remember, that's where all the Olympic Park stuff was. Um, I need to like, I should have done my research, but fantastic place, absolutely. And the best bit I've just remembered when I was walking from the metro station round to the ground, which I found absolutely hilarious, was the toilets. Right, yeah. there was a picture, and I'll try and dig it out. What a picture of a man pissing, and then instead of like man and woman or whatever that is in German, the men's had pissoirs. It was called pissoirs. 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 I'll uh, I'll dig the photo out. You know what's on my Facebook? That reminds me. I was uh, not this zoo. It was somewhere else. I was in I was in Germany. Yeah, I went to visit somewhere, and it was somewhere. It was something with evolving animals, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that zoo. It was somewhere a different place. In the gents' toilets, on top of the hand dryer, was an action figure of how good is your nineties wrestling? Not really. Uh, okay. Pretty much like films. Right. Okay. You're not getting anywhere with that. Uh, okay. Well, on the on the hand dryer, for no apparent reason was a actual figure of the big boss man right which in 90s WWF he was basically like when they were more like characters now they're more like just fellas with tattoos and whatever but back then it was like they all had themes and identities yeah yeah, yeah I remember stuff. that yeah yeah the big boss man was a, like a like a cop, a proper like police outfit, badge or whatever. I don't know why he was there. He was just sat on top of the hand dryer. I don't know how long he'd been there. Whether he'd been put there by uh, tourists, put there by the people that run the place. He was just there, stood on top of the hand dryer, and I, I just it, it stayed with me. It's amazing how little moments like that just stay with you. Isn't it? But don't you think that in your childhood though? Like, you remember big moments from your childhood, but you also remember small things that are like, that don't mean anything. For every reason, you just remember them. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It's little yeah. pivotal moments yeah. that just make you what you are, I suppose, isn't it? 
fact, last way. night I was out in Nantwich. Yeah. I was in the Wixted, just there, like having a slash, as you do. And then, um, Don't You Want Me Baby came on on the stereo. I was just there, just yeah. minding my own business. And it just, just reminiscing. It's one of the moments, you have moments, don't you? I what, about, about reminiscing about working as a waitress in the cocktail bar? Uh, about Timo Pookie, actually. Oh, but, right. um, yeah, you just have moments, don't you? You do? Little moments, mate. That's what it's all about. Vine Stefana. Yeah, I was just I was just having flashbacks to my childhood and thinking about deep childhood memories. And I, I don't think it's for the pod. Did you ever drink Vine Stefana as a child? <laughs> the first the first alcohol I ever remember having as a child, my dad used to drink Stubbies, but it was it was called I'm sure it was called Ruddles. Uh, you can't get it anymore. I've not seen it. So it was Stubby bottles and they were called. I'm sure the beer was called Ruddles. I think it was a lager. That's the first alcohol I remember. I ever remember having. And um, I also remember we used to have. I used to. I grew up on the mean streets of uh, Little Kings, and uh, there was a fella who used to. Um, I don't know if he was homeless or whatever, but um, he was basically uh, used to call him Homeless Brian, <laughs> and uh, and basically I. I was at the age where, like, in the summer, where you'd get to go out on your bike and stuff, and you'd kind of go out, leave your mum, and you'd be like, you sunrise, sunrise, you get up, get on your bike, you go out for the day, and you come back when the when the sun's set, back for tea. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember um, my mum being at work, and I was about the age where I could kind of be at home on my own. And uh, after my dad left, and uh, I remember having her two or three friends round. And we basically went through every alcoholic drink that we had <laughs> and mixed it all together and we called it Brian's Delight after after Homeless Brian. <laughs> so we basically called this cocktail Brian's Delight and I made like three or four of them and put them all in the fridge. I don't think we even drank this. <laughs> I can't remember even drinking it. But it was like, but it was it was things like gin, and there was going to be like a bit of beer in there, or the, no, it wasn't beer. It was a beer drink. Gin, spirit. spirits, Advocat. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So it kind of had a yellowy colour because the Advocat just took over everything else. So it kind of looked a bit like um, a sort of a bizarre sort of margarita in the glass. So, so about four glasses of that, and then I don't even remember drinking it, and they were in the fridge. So mum got back from work, saw these drinks in the fridge, and was living. And it's one of the very few times in my life, in my childhood, that I was ever grounded. Was for that, was for making Brian's um, delight. But yeah, you never even drank it. I don't remember even drinking it because it was. I don't. I don't even remember why we did it. I just remember like going. Let's just take everything in the house and just, just put it in alcohol or whatever. And just put it in and make cocktails. I ended up being. We called it Brian's delight, and I put it in the fridge. I, I just remember. I just remember it being in the fridge and getting home. And mum's like, being like, what have you done? <laughs> I mean, those weren't actual words. My mum doesn't swear much, but it was. Remember that? And I was like, what? Why? And I was like, but it's for Brian. <laughs> like it's for Brian. It's like, why did you make three or four of them? I was like, well, the, I don't know. It's for Brian. It's Brian's delight. You're grounded. Okay. <laughs> I was a pretty good kid to be. 
fair. I didn't really misbehave, but I would occasionally like do things that I thought were like were were adult appropriate, but as a child, so obviously it's not appropriate because you're saying it. So you'd say things that an adult would say that aren't right for you to say because you're you know eight, eight years old or whatever. Anyway, I love my childhood. We're talking about this beer. Right, so it's a wheat beer. So what we can take from that is that it's not to my taste. It's not to your taste. It wasn't the first time around. However, I've drank over half a pint now, so we're getting there. Yeah. Um, it's bearable. I've changed my mind on that. I am going to finish it. Um, could, I can I just right note to say, like, we're in a pub. I stumbled across this at work a few weeks ago. It's got a Vine Stefano massive sign outside. That's how we knew that it was here. Yeah. But we've been served in a hot house glass. Well, see, I think that's simple because I don't think Vine Stefano is obviously um, it's not a that well-known beer. So it's going to be hard to get bespoke glasses of that. Yeah, but they've got a tap for it on the fucking bar. Oh, I know. But I'm just saying that... It must so be example, to do, whoever their brewery is, it must be something to do with them. Another tap they've got is um, Löwenbrau, which is from Berlin, which I love. It's one of my favourite German beers. I was going um, to say, um, Guinness is in Bev, isn't it? I think. Is it? I think so. No. I could, not I could Guinness. I could be wrong. God, got the hands I'll everything. find out in a minute, but... Surely not. But I was going to say, then that makes sense that it's just blanket in Bev everything, but this is not. This is a state-owned brewery. This is still... So this is still a bit odd how this ends up on draft in a random pub in the middle of Manchester. I know. I still don't understand I've never seen it on draft anywhere. Yeah, if you're in Manchester and you need a, need a decent pint, go to the Thirsty Scholar. Yeah, it's actually quite a nice bar. It's um, it's in an arch, it? like the arches on each end as well. Well, the Archer is a garage. Well, uh, yeah, but it's like the Archer's. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, it's quite literally an arch on the railway. It's a nice old, quaint, wooden sort of seating. It's very old school, very, very nice. A bit churchy. Yeah, really nice. But it's, it's quite a nice bar. I think we need to crack on and rate it because I don't know how long we've been talking for. No. And I also I really need a piss because um, I've had a cold all week and I've been drinking way too much water and I've been overhydrated. So basically, you know when you, like, you break the seal and you go for a piss? Yeah. When you drinking like last session but well, it's worse this it's week it's been that for me all week because I've been drinking <laughs> loads of water to get rid of a cough or to stop coughing and I've just basically been overhydrated all week and been pissing like a racehorse right now I've got a problem with this because I don't feel that I can rate this with a, a level head because it's not to my taste that I think we're going to have to do fingers and then find a sort of a, an in-between and find a happy medium. But I don't feel like I can rate it. Because we're at opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. Because okay. I remember the first time you drank it, you hated it. Right. Now you're kind of like a bit like, yeah, it's not so bad. I like it. But it's not to my taste. It's not to your taste. But if we find that middle ground, then I think that'll be a fair review for us. Right, There's okay. no point just taking my review because we're a, we're a democracy. Right, we're going to do fingers on this podcast. Ready? Let's do fingers. Okay, ready? Yep. Three, two, one. No fingers. You've given nothing. I've given you fists. You fisted me. I'm fisting you. Yeah. You basically. You I don't like it. I really don't like it. 
I'm sorry, but no. You're just not rating it. You're not giving anything. I've, I've refused to rate it. So I have to basically rate it. For its own benefit, I don't feel like I should rate it. Because if I was to rate it, it'd be like, well, it'd be a naught. It, I just don't like it. It's not to my taste. It's not to my palate. So you're I, giving I, I, me I the responsibility. Like you I don't like it. Um, I don't feel that. I mean, it's probably not a bad beer, but it's just not to my taste. I really, I just don't like it. Are you passing it over? I feel like I have to. Yeah. Well, I would have given this beer an eight, wow. but but Holy shit. But I have to consider the fact that obviously it's not for everyone, and it's to suit particular palates. And you have basically abstained from rating it, so I will take it down to a seven. So on behalf of the podcast, I will give this beer a 7 out of 10. It's obviously divisive. It's a, a, a wheat beer, a vice beer. Yeah. It's a cloudy beer. It's not a, a typical lager, I would say, at all. See, that's weird about our 100 beers list. The vast majority of Pilsners. Whereas this is just a weird one. This is this is a, something a bit different, which I like. There's many German lagers. Yeah, but this is just a weird. It's not my favourite German beer, but it's a particularly good German beer. I would have given it a based on Mark's abstinence. I would, I think, for, officially for the record for the podcast, we will give it a seven. Okay, and we will leave it at that. Um, by the way, you can buy it in Sainsbury's. You can still buy it in Sainsbury's. I think it's one pound eighty a bottle. So if you're listening to this now, hopefully it's still available. Um, and if you're doing this journey with us someone might be um, and trying to get these 100 beers done then £1.80 get down to your local Sainsbury's if you don't live in this country uh, fuck that's where you're going to get it yeah but best of luck <laughs> if you want it sending out to you we'll do it if you send us one yeah or oh, do the socials again yeah, the socials um, on Modelo but do we it we did yeah at FTLOB pod Twitter, Facebook, Instagram wonderful thank you again for listening and we'll see you soon all I want to do is drink beer for